0: digital 410 productions proudly presents the what's in your head podcast digitized live from the act computer studios in cape coral florida it's the what's in your head podcast with your hosts gordon and don abernathy
1: what's up what's up what's up og5 It's another Monday, and we are over here at the At Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. And I'm going to go ahead and announce now I am the unofficial CEO of Arizona Energy Drink on TikTok. And if anybody wants to take my crown, bring it. (laughs) Gordon, how are you doing tonight?
0: Uh, You're able to make decisions upon Arizona's iced tea's behalf, at least on TikTok.
1: No, I'm just the right now, the leading representative of Arizona energy based videos, not counting like all seven of them. I just have one right now. That's currently at 66,000 views <laughs> talking about what, when they used to be 99 cents and how the universal pricing has gone away. And that's just one video. I have like four or five of them. And some of the other ones have gotten like 5,000, 10,000, but right now I have one, that has got 66.5 thousand views on it and all because of this bad boy right here. Now, Arizona, if you guys, um. Uh, see this and you want to send a pallet of energy drinks to my PO box, that'd be fine. Uh, you can find that under the contact us page on d-410.com. Also info at d-410.com. Yeah. Email us if you want to make this the official Arizona energy drink studio um, and take them from my computer go ahead. Um, but yeah, it's just so funny how talking about something as silly as the fact that this thing has had a universal price. You remember the original glass bottles? I do. Uh, the ones I used
0: to drink was the green tea that had the, the ginseng flowers on it. And and it's all hippy-dippy looking back in the 90s.
1: Yeah, they're kind of like trying to compete with Sobe Energy. I remember one time I was walking through a Circle K and I had the glass one and I was hitting the bottom like this. I don't know why. And the, the whole glass top just blew off of it all over my friend Nick's gas station floor. But... I think... Sorry, Nick, but I'm not sorry. You get to clean this up. I'm out. You know, I think one of the reasons they went to plastic, obviously it's cheaper, but we mm-hmm. were talking about a few weeks ago, I was watching that show Blown Away on um, Netflix, and that's yeah. the glass blowing. What are you doing, dog? That's the bl- glass ow, blowing ow. show, and and they were talking about, they had a, a futurist on it, a guy who studies trends, and mm-hmm. he tried to predict the future and how things might change in the future, right. and he was actually saying there is a shortage of... like. Pure sand the sand they use to melt down to make glass and there may be a glass shortage in another 80 years so i don't know if maybe that's why they're going to plastic now to cut down on glass waste um apparently recycling glass does isn't as, as effective as we all thought
0: interesting actually you just made me think of a shortage of a very probably the most common element in the universe Helium. There was a huge shortage that i haven't heard of since covid Yeah, helium. It's like all of a sudden, well, I guess with no birthday parties, uh, there's plenty of helium
1: now. I never knew helium was a a non-renewable natural resource. I just always assumed it was man-made. I guess it's on the periodic table of the elements. It is. You know what makes me mad? The goddamn periodic table of the elements.
0: (laughs) I forget the lyrics. I forget the lyrics, too,
1: but that's what I stole for this right here. Um, My tech support video. That's where I stole the audio for that. You know what pisses me off in this life, huh? You know what makes me mad? It's the goddamn software tech support. You got many types of tech support. You got phone tech support. You got email tech support. You got chat tech support. And none of them are worth a shit. But what I want to know is... If you read self-help documentation from your website without any formal training, then how in the hell can you be a software tech support, huh? You know, that's a true story. I cannot tell you how many times I have to call like QuickBooks or a third-party application software. Mm Ha, 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 ha. And they'll be like having you test all this stuff out and the phones with them like an hour. And then all of a sudden like, hey, can I send you this link to see if we missed anything? And you're like, huh? You realize that they don't know a good goddamn about that software other than what they've memorized, but they just read it off their website. Yeah, they're scripted, right? Yeah, it's like there's no training. They're just come in, answer the phones. Here's a, you know, a log of common issues, and if it's anything past this, then send them to, set, to set, tier, tier two, then tier three. It's just a, it's just a nightmare. It, it drives me insane.
0: I know you deal with customer support people probably in various things more than I do, but I have done this and I don't know if you have, have you ever asked them to go off script? Look, I know you're reading a script. I know there's things you must say, but we're already past that.
1: No, I'm worse than that because I've worked that job. Um, Obviously I worked uh, tech support for Lunar Pages web hosting. When I moved to Mm -hmm. Southwest Florida, um, I couldn't find a job anywhere (laughs) anywhere. So the first job I found was at a place called call tech. We provided, um, internet tech support for DSL and dial up internet. I'm showing my age here. What are you doing, dog? And, um, so whenever I'm on the phone with people, I'm like, look, let's skip all this nonsense. I'm not a novice person and blah. You know, I just, I usually, usually just take over the conversation and, and try to get the thing yeah. done in a, in a quick manner. Doesn't always work, but I, I put forth a good effort to try to get that way.
0: Sometimes I, I'm a real dick and I'll ask him to send me to somebody who knows how to make a
1: decision. Yeah, I'll, I'll usually ask for, you know, second tier, et cetera, et cetera and nope. I don't know. The funny thing is, like, you'll get upset. You're like, can I talk to a manager? You get full Karen mode. Let me talk to a manager. I'm sorry, sir. There's no manager available. I said, really? There's no manager available? I said, how about you stand up right now in the middle of your tech center and yell the word fuck and see how quick a manager produces his head. <laughs> You're trying to tell me there's no manager around. Exactly. And usually you say something like boss. that and they're like, yeah, hold on. Let me put you on hold. And you quickly get the manager on the phone. I remember this happened a few weeks ago. I called Comcast and I was having an issue. I'm sorry. Oh, here's the deal. This, this pissed me off so bad. So I had to call Comcast for another client because they're, isu- they're having issues with their internet. But whenever I call Comcast from my cell phone, it automatically sees that my cell phone's registered to my <clears> phone number. And, um, and I couldn't get through to them, right? And it and because there just so happened to be an outage at my house, they wouldn't transfer me a tech support. Even though the issue I was having was on a different different side of town and it wasn't an outage, it was something kind of basic, but something I needed to talk to somebody about to get fixed. It had to do with a hunt group and a phone setup. But because there was an outage in my area and they were working on it, the phone system would not allow me to get through to tech support to talk to them about a different phone, a different issue with a different customer. They're on. So I called up their uh, corporate office and I get their lady on the phone and I explained to her what happened. She's like, well, what you need to do is hit this button and hit this button. And I said, ma'am, I tried that before I called you. She's like, no. I said, well, clearly you don't ever call your tech support line because that doesn't work. And she's like, matter of fact, sir, I handle the account for my mother. I said, okay, well, here's a fun game. Hold tight. And I put her on hold. I called the 800 number. I brought her in. Actually, let me rewind a little bit back to the whole thing. I asked her if she could transfer me to tech support to a live agent because I could not get around the automated system. She said, no, their phone is not set up to do that. We got to check the boxes first. Sir. And the, so this is when she started going on the aisle. Well, what you need to do is just hit this button and it'll ask you to put in the new phone. I'm like, it doesn't do it. Didn't do that. It's not. Yes, it does, sir. So I said, hold tight. I put her on hold. I conferenced her in and she heard the whole thing and she interrupted. She like, okay, hit this button. I hit it. Nothing happened. Long story short, she said, i hung up from the other line she said hold on put me on hold and you know what happened after she put me on hold what happened she came back with a tech support agent on the phone. She was able oh. to mysteriously do something you mean she that was previously able to dig one up from the fucking dead. No meaning she was able to all of a sudden do something that she didn't have the technology to do at the beginning of the phone call. Remember at the beginning of the phone call, she said she wasn't technically able to do that. She had no means to transfer me to a live agent that she could only transfer me In through reality. The system. She put you on hold and said, Hey Bill, well, no, she was at corporate office. She put me on hold and then got on the back pipeline to the call center and then transferred me through. But it's always amazing. I think mine's
0: funnier. I think mine's a totally funnier way of of her doing it. But
1: yeah, Bill, just yelling over the shoulder, over the over the uh, well, the cubicle. Have you ever had a cubicle job?
0: Have you ever been
1: stuck in the cubicle? No,
0: I have not. Believe it or not, I have not had a cubicle job.
1: How about you, Morgan Long? You ever been stuck in a cubicle job? The call centers are the only time I had cubicle jobs. I've done phone support for web hosting, mm-hmm. I've done phone support for DSL, I've done telemarketing for um, a lawn care company in Ohio. We would get so bored sometimes we'd just call people, and make up accents just a, just to kill the time. I've done so many phone jobs, it's insane.
0: Don wanted to be in the radio so bad that he mm-hmm. took a bunch of phone jobs.
1: Yep, and it 100%. worked out for me. Look now, now I'm hosting a podcast and nobody listens to. <laughs> and i went to school for it and well, except for morgan long and uh, a handful of other people who are members of the og5 hey remember last weekend when i was complaining about the crazy weekend and how my camping trip went nuts and then how i got woken up by the police the same cop that always seems to be knocking on my door in the morning
0: yeah that was yeah yeah
1: i had a thought one i have a story i have the news of what actually happened and why they woke me up but i have a thought Oh. do you think i'm like in their system as the neighborhood snitch why do they always come to my house asking me if I know what's going on? How do you
0: not know if they've not knocked at all your neighbors?
1: I don't know that, but it's just interesting that they're always can somehow you, uh, parked can you... in front of my house.
0: Simple answer yes. to that question is roll back that uh, that that security feed.
1: That <sighs> takes too long. You know the yeah, worst I thing don't about want to get to the real answer. You know? <laughs> well, well time changed, right? right? Up to your house. No, the problem <laughs> and... with these all these home. In the box, uh, security systems are the same. They always have the yeah. wrong date. They always have the wrong. So what got, you got to oh, do? Go Let ahead. Let me tell
0: you about that. For some reason, I was having a hard time with my Lorex system. It kept changing the date. I mm-hmm. reset the date. It kept changing the date. Now I was getting a, a failed login. So I'm thinking somebody's trying to hack my shit. So I changed the password, and I I, I would reset the date, and it it changed the date. But evidently, there's a small apparently. In the settings screen, that had it go back to uh, Eastern Standard Time.
1: Well, that's funny because usually technology's default is specific time, Pacific Time because that's where um, Silicon Valley is. Well, not this one. But, yeah, so what you have to do is you got to go to the live stream say, okay, it currently says it's now 4 o'clock when it's 2. So that means all my footage is going to be 2 hours behind, but then it's in military time. <laughs> so it's like when um, our mailbox got ran over, it took us 3 uh, days uh, yeah, to find uh, that uh, footage.
0: You're in trouble. You can't call it a mailbox.
1: Oh, when our you're postal chauvinist. when our postal delivery patriarchy. Re- when our postal delivery receptacle got hit by my neighbor <laughs> it took us like you four said days. receptacle
0: that in it, it that implies a, a
1: female part. Fuck. Okay, postal delivery mechanism container is container, container. all
0: right container I think container
1: contain meter. her. Uh oh. shit. That implies that you're forcing someone to be stuck in a physical geographical location. How about location?
0: baseball bat magnet? Nah, it's not the You don't
1: like that one either? You don't like that one either? Um, Anywho. Mail delivery box? Receptacle. Receptacle. Recep- means receptive. That's positive. To cool is not an ism. So yeah, a postal delivery receptacle on a stick. That might get me sued by Jeff Denham though. Does he have a trademark on on a stick? Well, there is hot dog on a stick, so I don't know. Hmm, What if hot dog on a stick came out with a jalapeno-flavored hot dog and put it on a stick? Jalapeno hot dog on a stick? Come get a jalapeno pepper hot dog on a stick. I wonder Mm. if there would be a little conflict of interest there or if they would just pay him like royalties. Wardalong says, no, I was a... Morgan Long says no. I was a, tuck, t- a, tuck, a tow truck driver for years, and then moved here from Oregon and went to the work uh, for a welding supply company as a driver. And now manage a welding supply company, Morgan. I want you to get somebody to teach me how to weld. That's one of my regrets so far in my forty-four years. On how old am I? Am I forty-three or forty? I don't know. On the years of my, I've, I kind of wish I knew how to weld, which is ironic because Dad knows how to weld. He could teach me, but we don't. Have so does Lucian. That. Yep. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Anyhow, back to the task at hand. So, re- the reason why the police came to me, the neighborhood snitch apparently. Uh, this guy's got a CCW permit, so evidently he's an upstanding citizen. Well, this is the guy we talked to when the neighbor was shot and killed. This is the guy we talked to when his other neighbor was stabbed 17 times mm. on Father's Day. So why not let this be the guy that we talked to after we shot a pit bull? That's right. Police shoot, kill pit bull after it killed dog, attacks two others in Cape Coral. This is my neighborhood. <laughs> now, this is the nice pit bull that would run up and lick your leg, right? This is the one. I You know, I haven't confirmed. I haven't seen it. But I believe it was the one. This was the one that it broke the... The cable and it just came hauling its ass on the street. He's like, "Don't you dare! Don't you do!" And he came up and started licking my leg. And so I just pat it, grabbed his collar, walked him around the corner and everything out front. I was like, "Is this your dog?" Yeah. By the way, I said a to PR tonight. I got chased by three dogs tonight, which is the <laughs> most amount of dogs in a run. And so do they have uh, that setting in Strava? Uh, they should. My average now is um I'm, I ran a uh, one dog mile average. I ran three miles today and got chased by three dogs. But anyhow, uh, we learned at Cape it was Coral, a Cape Coral three dog night. Three dog Pardon night. <laughs> we learned. Yeah. We learned Cape Coral police officers shot and killed a violent pit bull after it had killed one dog and attacked two others and their respective owners. One of the dogs that survived the attack is uh, a service dog, Lily. Aww who was recovering from puncture wounds Thursday. Lily's owner said she had to get booster shots because the pit bull wasn't up to date on his vaccinations. Of course not. The attack happened on Del Prado at Linear Park. Um, That's the park I, if I go down past the first uh, intersection, the intersection that my daughter so gracefully plowed over the crosswalk and I got to buy a new sign with my insurance, that next uh, (laughs) area is where the park was at. According to Lee County Animal Service report, the pit bull killed another owner's chihuahua. Now, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting um, juxtaposition. I think we mentioned in the past that there's more people who visit the ER a year due to chihuahua bites than pit bull bites. Why are you eating your foot? Stop. Does it taste good? Uh, Let's see. According to Lee County, yada, yada, yada. uh, Oh. Holy shit. Hold on. According to Lee County Animal Service, the pit bull killed another, uh, the owner's chihuahua first and then turned its sight on the owner, the same owner's beagle who tried to get the other dog into the car, but the pit bull then jumped into their car and attacked the beagle. After that, the pit bull ran and attacked Lily. Investigators say they couldn't get the pit bull off of her. So they shot the pit bull once. Uh, When that didn't phase the dog, they said they shot it two more times. The Pitbull died after the shooting, and the owners were issued a two citations. Now, I'm sorry. That sounds like hate crime. But if I was walking Bailey, mm-hmm. and that shit went down... Guess what, would be dead before it got to Bailey. Either if I had my piece on me, I would shoot it personally, or I would take off my belt and strangle the son of a bitch to death. I've actually thought about that when I'm running. I'm like, okay, if I get attacked by a dog, what do I have on me right now that could act as a weapon. The only thing I can ever think of is to take off my running belt and try to wrap it around its throat and choke it out.
0: Something tells me the geological area in Cape Coral doesn't leave much for big rocks to hit things with.
1: No. So just to wrap that up, this dog attacked three dogs. Jesus. A beagle, a chihuahua, and another dog. Lily, the service dog. They don't say what type of dog Lily was. Mm, That sucks. Yep.
0: Crazy thing the is that's like a quarter of a
1: mile from my house and I didn't hear two gunshots.
0: Yeah. So one thing I worry about not necessarily is me as much as my wife walking Oliver and what would happen if a big dog got got insane on, you know. But uh now that you maybe, have
1: a dog, can you understand these people mm-hmm. who get jail time for like assaulting people after they assault their dogs? One like if well, you're walking I, Oliver I, I could
0: understand I could understand that before, but I full on understand it now because you're attacking a family member.
1: Could you imagine like walking Oliver and just some schizophrenia came up and punted it like uh, fucking Lucy kicks that football on Charlie Brown? What would you do? Would you say, hey, man, what the fuck? Or would you just go ape shit and attack him?
0: I'd probably go ape shit, but I, I would hope that I would have enough situational awareness where I could be able to pick up the dog before he got up on him. You know?
1: Yeah, well, in this hypothetical, it's just a nut who runs out of. He, he's like Batman, he's in the shadows. And he just runs and football punts it right in the ribs. He just he's just waiting on the uh the
0: random dog walker to come by?
1: No, he just he was sitting there picking his butt and all of a sudden he just snapped.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, that I'd happens. That's probably schizophrenia. Yeah. Dog would be in the pound. It's a Katina rescued us both. Yeah.
1: So. I don't know. People are just weird we were driving around the other day and Carrie's noticing all the crazy people out there. I'm like, it's since COVID, man. I said, these are all people who were having a hard time before COVID and then COVID hit and then they couldn't afford their bills. And they're just, I mean, you, it's just weird. Just, we see all kind of just nonsense out on the street. <clears throat> well, at our,
0: one of the local parks, there's this car that's been there for God. I've seen it over the last three months, no tags, fully loaded with stuff. I think it's a certain homeless guy. He's dragging his uh, bags around. And then I've been noticing also because our, our I told you about the DMV story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually uh, – it's becoming an issue. What? Up? But I have been noticing just kind of paying attention to temporary tags because he goes, Dad goes, man, I, I noticed a lot of temporary tags. People are buying new cars. Well, I'm looking at these temporary tags. The oldest one I've seen today expired June of 2020.
1: hmm <laughs> So even with the fourteen hundred dollars they kicked out, people can't afford. What are what's the average cost of tags? It's out getting
0: there? in. People. Can't oh get yeah, that's right. you three to me. four fucking months. Yeah, you're they're,
1: saying they're giving like a thirty day leeway, right?
0: I thought that went away. I don't know. It's insane, but you see one from almost six, seven months ago. You're like, how is this guy not just racking up tickets? And then if they go to the DMV, are they going to get fined? What's up, because Greg Valentine? Fine. Thanks for tuning Every in. Every time you, uh, if you're late, you get a, it fines that just start building up. So uh, that will be interesting.
1: Have you See. noticed since the pandemic started that environmentalism's fucking out the window?
0: Oh, yeah. There's trash everywhere, too.
1: <laughs> no, I, I know um, here I'm calling out stores left and right because I don't care. We don't have any sponsors to offend. Um, you go to Staples, right? And not only do they clean down their carts, but then they take full sheets of paper i guess they got stacks of it in the back Mm -hmm. and they literally cover the handle and staple it staple it like it's a fresh toilet paper gasket when you go to the hotel and it has the paper so you know it's been cleaned is there a little heart drawn on it no it's just a big sheet of paper uh, covering up the handle so you sanitize for your protection yeah so they're putting they're using like paper towels spraying down all the stuff wasting paper on that so carrie and i carrie and i went running we ran by uh the local elementary school and out in the fields because our neighborhood's undeveloped is we counted like i'm sure there's more but the time we noticed it we counted like 15 to 30 15 to 20 uh the blue um disposable masks just out in the field in people's yards along the concrete because the the kids get out of school elementary and they just take their mask off and throw it in the wind
0: Uh, that's that's stuff that drives me nuts that and when i see a, a car in front of me and trash leaves its window i just
1: how do you feel about trash trucks that just drive over bridges and their trash is flying out into the river or into the woods? Um, in
0: our case, into the desert. I, I fucking abhor it. Uh, abhor it. Whatever. I fucking can't stand it. Excuse my language. And an example of that is uh, <laughs> barely just not coming fit. in a year or so ago from Eagle Point. We went snowboarding. It was last year, and for some reason, I didn't notice it on the way out, but on the way in, as soon as we were about. Mm, 10 miles outside of the Las Vegas or North Las Vegas city limits, it was like a trash bomb blew up everywhere, and it was nothing but trash along the freeways. I'm talking construction trash, plastic for as far as the eye can see. And that just drives me insane, especially when they write on the back of the, the, the trash trucks or, or the, the ones carrying the dumpsters not responsible for broken windows.
1: Yeah, because they know all the rocks and shit are flying out. Now, let me ask you this. How about cover it? Exactly. Cover over it. Most of the dump trucks have that piece of canvas that's supposed Mm -hmm. to go back and over. Now, let me ask you this. You're talking about that. Was all this trash near your local landfill by any chance? No,
0: it was not. That was the thing. Our local landfill would have been 20, 30 miles to the southeast of
1: that. Well, the reason I ask is because when Carrie and I were coming back from Dade City down the side road we started noticing all the trash along the side of the road, like huge styrofoam boxes, this and that. And I told Carrie, I said, because look, I said, look over that fence. That's where the landfill is. This is all the shit that's blowing out of the back of the unsecure garbage trucks. I said, I guarantee you, as soon as we get a mile away from this landfill, you won't see all the trash along the road. We got past it and it was all gone because it's all flying out of their trucks as they're heading down to the landfill to dump it. It's fucking yeah, gross.
0: this is uh our landfill's off to the east side of town, south of Sunrise Mountain. This was up north, to the west of Sunrise Mountain. So I guess maybe it was ten miles as the crow flies. But still, it was
1: effing ridiculous. Yeah, this landfill's like the highest peak <laughs> in Southwest Florida. You, you could, got Mount Trashmore, huh? Yeah, I mean it, it would be kind of like remember, what's the one in Columbus? Uh, Greg Valentine's on here. Hey, Greg, what's is it Frank Road? What's the one in Columbus that they built a golf course on top of after they finished it off? Oh, the Phoenix is Phoenix it, Golf Course where I they think. have the methane stacks. Yeah, that's where they're blowing off the methane all the time.
0: Well, look at the one south of Grove City. Look how tall that trash pile's gotten. That is a mountain. You could turn that thing into. I was a scale. say, yeah,
1: put some uh, snowblowers up there, and you could compete with Mad River Mountain. There you go. <laughs> do, 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 do. Get something out of it now.
0: I, one of the parks I do walk at is a also a uh, disc golf course. We got
1: a ton of disc golf courses I haven't played that since here. I left
0: Ohio, and I've I half can, half, half tempted to go down that rabbit hole. You know, do it. It's fun. It's me and Katina could do. I still got and some uh, disc
1: in my garage. They're twenty three years old now, but I used to play with uh, my friend AJ Roberts, and there's like four or five tracks around Columbus, and we'd go out there and play all the time. I've I've heard there's one around here. I've never found it. But um, I'd have to buy a new desk. But yeah, definitely. you if, smell the patchouli, you'll get there. Among other things. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> right. We used to uh, play with a guy who who ran the joint, and we would wait until about 20 minutes for close, and we'd be the last ones through there so that we could have a little privacy. I know you've got a lot of pricey hobbies, or a couple of pricey hobbies. Eh, okay, yeah. I mean, they're pricey, you but... Got your,
0: you got your World War II LARPing, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I stretched you... that out over... Eight or nine years. I mean, it actually took me a a full year to put together my first impression because I couldn't afford to do it in one one drop.
0: I would love to get in to either airsoft or paintball, but they both seem just
1: incredibly expensive. Um, it depends. If you're going to be the casual airsoft guy who just gets the gun and the equipment, it won't be that expensive. If you're going to be the LARPing version because there are cats who go out and get the, if they're doing World War II, they'll go out and get the World War II impression or they'll go out and get the, they go out and bite plate carriers and then put rubber plates in them so that the, the, the balls don't hurt. I'm old school. When we used to play paintball down in West Jeff, we'd just get paintball guns and jerseys and a uh, speedometer to make sure we are shooting at the right rate. And we would just go out in the woods and light each other up. I still have photos where we all have welts. Nowadays, they're all wearing, like, fucking bulletproof jackets and fucking plate carriers and double... J- they're all... Everything's pussified nowadays. Part of the... We need to get Aaron on.
0: is he into this... Uh, into it pretty good?
1: Who? Oh, Aaron? yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to talk to him. He, made- he actually made a fucking paintball gun that looks like an M14.
0: Yes, I think he's in the engineering side of that stuff now, which is really cool.
1: But yeah, it's just like that was part of the thing. Everything you you know, whatever happened to doing things because there was a sense of danger and you felt kind of manly for doing it. Yeah, I play paintball, I come back covered in welts, but that's the way it is. It, it encourages you not to shoot each point hit.
0: blank. That thing cranked all the way up.
1: Remember you know? the uh, 10 pump rule BB guns? <laughs> or the one pump rule? Mm, yeah, you're going out in the woods and shooting each other times. with fucking BB guns? Or when me and. That's- we, me and Johnny would lock Preston in Johnny's cl- uh, walk in closet and we'd shoot babies at the, the one that we always pretended was like the trash pit from um, Star Wars. How, exactly. How many of y'all done that? Who's listening? How many of y'all, when you were a kid, you had like the semi walk in closet and all your toys were in there and you, you reenacted the tr- uh, trash monster scene from Star Wars, <laughs> breaking all your toys in, 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 in turn? You know what I remember about that place? What's that? The most I remember paneling. Mhm. Lots and lots Hey. That was our whole I childhood. Not paneling by up. me now. Yeah, but that's the wrong that doesn't have the uh, It's not going the right way. Yeah, that and don't have the Remember I'm how have to find some paneling background? It would have the um the fake grout line in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have like the, the, the black gap and the it was The black gap, yep. There was a house I lived in in Big Sky that still had paneling from the 70s. Morgan Long said he did Chris Harler, how about you when you were a kid? Because you're our age, you graduated with me. Did you have the, the filthy closet where you reenacted the Star Wars trash dumpster scene where you would just get underneath all your toys and you and your friends would go in there? Uh,
0: to be fair, the ones the closets we had were never big enough. Yeah. <laughs> Except for maybe like when we lived in that old farmhouse
1: in Richwood, but that was before we kind of got it. Yeah. You were young then. Yeah, it's amazing what little bit I can remember all there. You know it's weird. I was I put this on my list of shit today, but I I didn't elaborate enough to remember exactly. But um, I can definitely tell mentally that I'm getting older because you now, slowing down a little.
0: No, no hard time remembering. No, nothing like aren't that. As clear.
1: No, it's more um, more psychological, more um, in depth. And uh, hold on a second. I'm getting bleed over from Nugget's phone. No, it's more thinking about like oh shit. I said, "Shut your door." It's it's more like, uh, wow. Dad was only thirty five when this happened, and now I'm forty two. You're starting to see reality, like our old people's terms, like, "Oh God, I'm so glad we grew up in the '90s," and just
0: you're you're talking to a guy who will be as of this August closer to
1: fifty than forty five. Uh huh. And you're starting to think, okay, well, what retirement looks like.
0: <laughs> oh no, I've been thinking about it. And then I, I joke oh. and that. I'm like, oh fuck, when I to ski bomb, I said retired first. <sighs>
1: no i'm starting to think more and more like i'm like looking at young kids and it was crazy i was doing some work for fire department today and uh, there was a younger cat and this older fireman was in there telling about like when he was coming up how the if they wanted to raise they would just get this certification and would give them this extra amount of money and how they don't do all that stuff and he's like talking he's like relaying the history like half the guys i know at this fire department who are like fire chiefs now he's like You're day? how they got well he wasn't that he's mike 8 years old. But that's what me. the kid thinks he sounds like though, right? But he was basically giving this kid advice like, he "Here's what you need to do. Tell your wife to go ahead and become a lawyer. You do this." And it was just and it's just uh, like I've been thinking a lot more lately about goddamn, we're getting old. And then plus with all the shit that's going on, everything getting canceled, I just don't know. It's insane.
0: And I think it's a, it may even be a more of a shock to to me because I don't have kids. Yeah. So, I don't sometimes I I think I I lose touch and it kind of keeps you a little younger. and Then you see what's going on. You know, let's, for example, one of the things that's driving me nuts and not to get too political, but it just doesn't make any sense is, you know, they always say follow the science. A lot of the woke people are about the science, which is great. I'm all about science, but there's a hypocrisy and a dichotomy when you say, Okay, follow the science. We now know that the male brain isn't fully hardwired until 25, 26 years old. I've heard this from multiple sources over the years. But yet it's okay for a child to decide that they want to change their gender and start taking hormone replacement. Which could totally wreck their life and their health.
1: But if that same child walked into a tattoo parlor? No. You got to be
0: and what's you more gotta invasive? be
1: 18 because because that's when you're a legal adult and you can make those decisions and you don't want to do things you'll regret
0: yeah well even 18 may be a little young for that but
1: still Dude, I, if you can fight and die for your country and vote you can get a tattoo you know it's funny because i often i don't have any tattoos i could never financially afford it but there's many a times i thought oh this would be a great tattoo and i would kind of draw designs i go back and think of all the tattoos that i wanted (laughs) so glad that i didn't get them i would have like a hatchet man on my arm i would have especially band shit like i know people (laughs) i know people have Marilyn manson tattooed on their calves and shit i have a few tattoos but i think i was
0: somewhat clever about it i know the one on my leg needs to be worked on but it's nothing band related it was more lifestyle related the one on my arm is more like to balance right Fire and ice, dragon and snowflake. Yes, I've gotten crap for having a snowflake on me. <laughs> but um, you know in the last uh, four years, but whatever. We'll and see that it, snowflake's offset by the dragon, by the way. Let's see. And I've got the mountains on my, my lower shin. Your you
1: tattoos know? represent things in your life. Correct. I feel bad for these cats and these chicks who fell for the tattoo of the, the time. Like you'll see these cats now who are 50 and are walking around Six with tattoos. Half, no, they're walking down with like the sleeves of the fucking tribal ink on their arm that's not completely filled in. It looks like they had it done at a party. And you just see like the, the cool tattoo at the time because you younger cats weren't around in early 2000s, man, and everybody was going with the tribal shit. Oh, no, it was in the 90s. That shit started late nineties, 93, yeah.
0: 93, yeah. it was kind of underground. It was, you know, you'd only see it at some people from Lollapalooza and some of the, you know, alternative and punk rock or, or whatever. And then it just... uh it blew up. It's
1: funny because you had the people who couldn't fully commit, like Pamela Anderson. They would just get the the one little tribal band around their bicep, and then you had the cats who wanted to show their their bravado and either have an entire leg done or their arm done. It's like I'm seeing it now, it and it's like starts creeping uh, up the chin, right? It's like yeah, it starts creeping up the chin. You now know who's says, responsible for that? Now it just says, "I make bad decisions." You know who's responsible you know. for that? Blink one eighty two. No, go back earlier. Think of a movie that had vampires in it. Selma Hayek. Uh Uh-huh. That would be... um, Dust Till Dawn. Yes, that
0: would be a... uh, What's-his-name's flick? Um, I I, I know. Tarantino.
1: Tarantino. But George Clooney was in that. And you remember what happened when he took his shirt off? He had like some badass tribal tattoo going up his arm and down his back and on his neck, and that's when it really fucking blew up.
0: (sighs) Yep. Speaking of Tarantino movies, mm-hmm. what would be your number one Tarantino movie? And I'm going to list off four. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, and From Dust to Dawn. I'm not going to list off the Kill Bills because I think they were just a little too
1: out there. All those movies are great, but how I... Would quantify this answer would be if I'm going about my day and I'm flipping through TV and one of these movies is on and it's already started, which one would I stick around, pause my time, and watch to the end? Can I guess? Sure. I may be wrong because it may be a little too on the face. Inglorious Bastards. No. Inglorious Bastards was fine, but as a historian, it takes a little more... Um, I don't know how I feel about fictitious history. I mean, it's fun. I like the idea, of, hey, let's blow his, Hitler up. And it was a good movie. And I'll watch it. I have uh, no quorums. But to answer your question, Reservoir Dogs. I love the. I love how raw it is. I love how the underproduced dialogue. it is. It is a character-driven movie, and I am all about character-driven anything. Dun, the, dun, 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 had very dun, minimum dun, dun. Not only minimum, but minimalistic gunfights. It was super quick. A majority of the movie took place between four characters and a fucking warehouse. And just the dialogue itself, Steve Resimi, I don't think he's done a better role in anything. I mean, he's a damn good Even actor. Chris
0: Penn was good in it. Everybody.
1: Yeah. What was that line? He's like, Daddy's going to be pissed if he comes down here and sees Jack's, you a hard, uh, what was it? Jack's hot car line in the parking lot. <laughs> It's just that, it was a tongue twister yeah but that's such a great movie and, and simple names for the character mr pink why not got to be mr pink why can't it be mr black mr black's working another job somewhere else
0: just, that's back when tarantino was on point that's because he's making
1: his bones right he was i think he, he wrote that there. while he was working at the video store that was his first movie at least at least the first one he written um and just like the scenes, like when they're doing the flashback and they're talking about him in the bathroom with the drug sniffing dogs and all that, it once again, it's all character driven. It's almost like you're watching it as if you're sitting in the corner of the room. Um, when the the, the, the torture, you're the fly on the wall, yeah. The torture scene with the cop, they could have mm-hmm. showed what happened to him, but Quentin knew that if he just panned off and let your imagination take over, that there was nothing he could have done, at least back then, with the budget he had. That would equal the horrors that you painted in your own mind of what they did to that cop.
0: Now, the question is that pan off on something like that, was that out of financial necessity or was it designed?
1: I think he knew, as I just said, that there was nothing he could do that would equal what you would come up with in your brain of what that psycho was doing to him. Okay. Because you could just take it off into, you know, and it's just that suspense of, hey, we're not going to show it. You just want to hear it going on. That's just insane. But no, that's definitely my Reservoir Dogs. Every time I think I even have it on DVD. I watched it not too long ago. It came on TV, and I sat there and watched the whole damn thing. And it holds up. The letterbox kind of sucks, but it holds up.
0: You know, another movie I thought hold it held up. It made me my hat will will snatch
1: betray it. Snatch. I watched that. I got that on. I got. I have Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels on DVD. You're fucking poiky. Uh, it's sad what the guy Richie, kind of I like fell off. You like yeah. dogs? I got dogs. I got dogs. How did it end up with a caravan? No. How did it end up with dogs? I'm the one who wanted a caravan. That's such a great movie. I used to think it was more Irish, but I actually think it's more Scottish, the uh, gypsies. It was pikey, but yeah, they, they kind of just mixed their own language. And the whole thing with uh on Snatch That was, was Jason Statham's like first real first movie, wasn't it? Uh he before, was a, he was a big big star. Yeah, because he was a soccer player before that. No, he wasn't. Um the other cat was Vinny. Vinny, Jason may have been too, but I know Vinny was a soccer player. Bricktop? Yeah. You know, feeding them to the pigs? No, yeah, yeah, that's a great speech. Um. What is that, Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels?
0: Yeah, I was thinking that, or even Smoking Aces.
1: Smoking Aces is a good movie too. No, look at us. Here we go. It's only two minutes long. Hold on. Let me mute. No thanks. Piss off. Let me mute this. Let me unmute this. We, I really need a producer here. It's so hard to do a lot of this in real time and then stay uh, mentally engaged. You nugget in
0: on it. I could, but... Because sh- I'd tell her it'll only help your TikTok.
1: Can you I'll hear this? I
2: hope this is not a bad moment. Yes. Do you know who I am?
1: I do. If you have not seen this, good.
2: That will save me some time then.
1: You've got if you if you're young and you consider yourself well, I a, don't. a movie buff, go check out Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. No, this is Snatch. I'm sorry. Check out both of them, but check out Snatch first.
2: You're always going to have problems lifting a body in one piece. Apparently, the best thing to do is cut up a corpse into six pieces and pile it all together. Would someone mind telling me? Who are you? Then when you've got your six pieces, you've got to get rid of them. Because it's no good leaving it in the deep freeze for your mum, mum to the discover fight. now, is it? Then I hear the best thing to do is feed them to pigs. You've got to starve the pigs for a few days, then the sight of a chopped up body will look like curry to a piss head. You've got to shave the heads of your victims and pull the teeth out for the sake of the pig's digestion. You could do this afterwards, of course, but you don't want to go sieving through pig shit now, do you? They will go through bone like butter. You need at least 16 pigs to finish the job in one sitting, so be wary of any man who keeps a pig farm. They will go through a body that weighs 200 pounds in about eight minutes. That means that a single pig can consume two pounds of uncooked flesh every minute. (laughs) Hence the expression, as greedy
1: as a a pig. Oh, cut caught the best line. So he, he says, so can someone tell me who the fuck you are other than a guy who owns pigs? But that is such a great dialogue. I don't know. Can new movies still do that? It seems like everything now has to be fast and full of action. don't
0: think it can i don't think the attention span there and you can blame stuff like youtube and tiktok
1: when's the last time a heavy dialogue driven movie has gotten major acclaim i mean because i mean that movie had action in it but it was still primarily character driven and heavy dialogue slow burn um god i can't even think the, cont- the context, I mean, just everything about that movie is so great. And actually, I, I take that back. Watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels first. It's not exactly a precursor, but it kind of gets you into the mind state of Guy Ritchie and how he does his movies. And it's almost a little loosely kind of related because it's still London crime based.
0: It's funny because I think in um in a Snatch, you have uh, Benicio Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Which uh, my my significant other
1: refers to him as the Mexican Brad Pitt. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, God, it's such a good movie. <laughs> the part where Vinny's in the bar and he's got his um, he's got his um, Desert Eagle, and they pull the uh, blank firing gun on him, <laughs> like trying to shoot it with replica. Yeah. But yeah, these are such great movies. When's the last time you watched Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? It's been face, a long time, man. And I don't want to put a bullet well, a in your face, as well. unless
2: you give me
0: exactly what I want, there will be fucking murders. See?
1: He sure looks, at, looks at his gun it says replica on the side. Oh. Yep. I have a thought. This came to me. This, this occurred to me a few times, but it came to me today. I don't know if it's from us growing up skateboarding in busy parking lots, in streets around cars, but when you're walking through a parking lot or through a crosswalk, do you look at the cars and do calculations, which are sadly based on how a normal person should drive a car? and figure, okay, he's strong at this speed. I can keep my forward momentum, and as long as he continues to travel at his current pace, I can keep walking. He can get to where he wants to go. I, by the time he gets near me, I'll be walking past the rear end of his car, but what happens? They always fucking stop. Yeah, I think uh, the term would be shooting the gap. He's trying to get in there. It's like, I'm, I'm, even though I'm walking, it's almost like I'm on the ski. I know where you're going. I assume you're going straight. You're traveling at two miles an hour. I'm traveling less than that. You keep your momentum and I'll walk right past behind you. You the, continue on your way and same with traffic. Well, no, the only flaw in your logic and even with the traffic, I'm sure is how many people aren't thinking the way we are and we'll just F it up. Well, that's why I said, based on the logic of a normal person and how they would maintain their car. And, but what but they're if not we have normal. the
0: abnormal, yeah, we're not normal, right? We have the abnormal logic.
1: And you see it all the time. Like you're in your car. And you're, you're getting across a three lane thoroughfare There's no one in the lane closest to you There's two more people And then you see the gap And so you start pulling out in the first lane But you're slowing down So the people in the second lane and third lane can still continue But then they slow down Because they're afraid you're going to pull out in front of them And so that gap behind them's getting smaller Now you're stuck in the lane like Dicks, if you maintain your speed I could have went behind you, shot the gap And we could all be on our way Now you're slowing down, creating a traffic jam I'm stuck out here in the first lane Now a car's coming It's like, holy uh, fuck, just drive drive all because of the lack of trust in our fellow drivers just drive maintain your speed i'm not gonna hit you you're gonna go by i'm gonna go by and we'll all get to where we want to go but now because you're paranoid you're creating you're slowing down traffic in three lanes yeah old nervous nelly behind the wheel oh <sighs> it's a, and it's even worse down here because the fact no one knows where the fuck they're going and they're all um <clears throat> or most of them are old Speaking ge- us a continuation of the whole getting old topic and realizing how things have changed is seeing establishments having to change from what they originally were to what they are now in order to stay in business because their original business plan wasn't going to work.
0: They're pivoting, right?
1: And I discovered this because I went to Dave and Buster's this weekend for the first time since 1997, 98. Is it the same place you remember? No, because one, the Dave and Buster's that was opened up in Columbus, Ohio back in the day. That um, was up near Hilliard, right? Yes, but not only that, Chuck E. Cheese was still a very viable, successful thing. Right. And, and I don't even have Showtime and closed down yet. But Dave and Buster's opened. And its whole concept was we have an entire generation of young adults who grew up playing Nintendo. They're into video games. The gaming community is starting to grow. Obviously, it's not what it is now. We didn't have eSports back then. But there was a steady, you know, here I am, 21, 22. Everybody I knew played video games. And so Dave and Buster's, we're going to create a food establishment that serves alcohol, that offers arcade games to appeal to the 21 to 30 audience mm-hmm. we're gonna have little toggle switches on the arcade games that you hit like at a casino and a right. waitress will come to you with a beer and you just keep feeding singles into that arcade game or pumping quarters in mm. a lot like a casino and we'll have a nice menu yeah and their mind. whole thing was i think you know kind of hey after you get off of working eight hour days down at the cubicle, cubicle farm get 10 people from your work come on down Blow off some steam. Blow off some steam. We have some yeah. TVs up. And 100%. it was fun. Now I was 22, 21 at the time, so it was fun. Now, that was back when
0: the arcade game still had a slight edge over the home gaming, right?
1: Yeah, I guess you could. I, slight. I, I mean, you, real slight. Yeah, but the draw was the alcohol, the people, and quality food. Steaks. You know, it's almost like a Chili's with arcade game. I mean, we're not talking like, you know, high-end food, TV. but it wasn't. There was no pizza involved. It wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. Well, apparently. Smash cut. (laughs) I I moved down here in 2001. And in 04, we opened up at Computers. And one of our first customers, which I still maintain as Computers today, is he is a business real estate guy. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I was like, why don't we have a Dave & Buster's? We need a Dave & Buster's down here. And this is back in 2004. He said, you know, we reached out to their corporate office and they did their study and they found that there's not enough people in their demographic down here to maintain their business. Now, what is their demographic? Once again, you're shooting for 21 to 35 year olds, maybe 40. Okay. The Drinking and playing video games. Give it 30 years. And down here at the time when I moved down here, um, once people graduated high school and went to college, they got the fuck out of here. Most of the people in my age group, twenties and thirties, especially the females, they were either teachers or bankers. Cause there were, there wasn't a whole other than being in the service industry and doing waiting and food shit. There was really no career based jobs down here. We never had concerts or any of that stuff. The city was still relatively small. So small. In fact, we didn't have a Dave and Buster's. When I first moved down here, we had two Starbucks. One was at the airport and one was in books a million. Now there's fucking three of them on one street. <laughs> But There's anyhow. a Starbucks across from a Starbucks. So now our demographic has gotten bigger. Uh things have blown up. We're like the like the number f- eighth happiest city in the state of Florida. And we have a Dave and Busters. And after the whole debacle with the camping thing blown up, and now it's the last day of spring break, we gotta do something fun.
0: I Absolutely. packed up with the family.
1: We fucking drove basically six hours and came home after staying the night. And so Nugget said, Hey, can we there's another place kind of like Dave and Buster's. It's an offshoot that we went to a Game while works back. Jane by chance. I don't know. It was, it's a small mom and pop started up thing, but and we used to promote them when I worked at the radio station. But I say, like, hey, Dave hey, and Buster's. Jane and Dustin's. I think like, yeah, right. <laughs> Jay and Jay and Rusters. Um, I say, like, hey, let's go to Dave and Buster's. I haven't been there in like 23 years. Okay, cool. So we went over there. Nice place. It had a very cool wall, like black and white photos of downtown Fort Myers. Had a picture of the Edison. The booths were great, but when you walk in, all the signage on the wall had like kids on it. And you go up to the main counter, buy your game cards here. For uh, twenty bucks, get you one hundred and fifty tokens. Forty bucks, get you two hundred and fifty tokens. hundred dollars, get you. And the thing was, is as the price went up, it said more wins. So you're telling me that your machines are rigged
0: Absolutely. to give people wins based on
1: how much money they pay for their cards so that if they're playing like skee-ball, they'll get twice as many tokens because they paid $100 instead of $20? That's kind of shitty. Hey, rich kid, come in here and win more than the poor kid because he can't afford a $100 gift card. He's only got the 200 points for $20, so he'll never get anything. And if HR 127 goes in, his family won't even be able to own guns anymore because they can't afford them. Sorry. (laughs) Right. And it was still a nice place. The menu was a one-sheeter. Okay. Now, that may be COVID-related. It could be. They had personal pizzas for the the kids. They still had the steak and lobster for the the parents and all that stuff, but it was still, you know, get a steak, get a, uh, a fancy cheeseburger, here's a pasta menu, and here's something else, like maybe five... Minions and some appetizers. I what just got, if a mole would be legal these days with the woke culture. Uh, they have a digital version, but instead of a mole, it's the um, weasel from Ice Age, the one that John Leguizamo plays, and instead of moles, there's acorns. And so you got to hit the acorns.
0: Oh, the squirrel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So instead of hitting a mole, you're hitting the acorns that he's usually chasing. So they digitized it.
0: Yeah, all the snitches got offended. So They you
1: know. did make a sweet tabletop version of Pong. Really, nice. But instead of having the stupid dot, it's all magnetic. And so your paddle, there's a white square, and the Pong is actually a 3D block. It's on the table, and so it's actually going across magnetically. And so instead of having a white line on a screen, there's a physical block there. And so as you turn the kind paddle... Of like air hockey? Yeah, but it's all fixed. So your Remember paddle is actually hockey? three-dimensional. It's like a strip of plastic, mm-hmm. and then there's a little plastic square bouncing around. So that was kind of cool. But... <laughs> hey. Hey, speaking of showing our age, yeah. do you remember what our very first gaming console was? Yes, I do. Um, see, we weren't exact. I mean, you were young. We weren't exa- our, our very, very, very first? Yes, our very, very our first. Our parents first, not our first. Because oh, we yeah. had our first. Well, it got cycled down to us, though. So. But our parents first was the Atari 2600. Yes. I think I was in second, third grade at the time. With the Switch on the back to increase the... The difficulty. You know, it's so sad that these young cats are posting TikToks. <gasps> did you know that if you use the set controller on Duck Hunt, you can control the birds? Yeah, we all knew that. We all did it. Hey, where are they finding an NES? But our first was the Super Nintendo. And going back to our parents and not being exactly rich, we all had a budget. Each kid had a budget of $100.
0: Now, was it the Super Nintendo or was it just a Nintendo?
1: We all had a budget of $100. And Are the nervous? Super Nintendo, and we always got everything out of a JC catalog. <laughs> that was our, <laughs> our go to gift. Put your initials by it. Here's the JC Penney catalog. Go sick. Go sick. <laughs> <laughs> Have at it. <laughs> and so there was in the JC catalog because once again that's where all our toys came from. And there was a Super Nintendo package with the Power Pad. Nintendo put out these different packages. One, they had the Power Glove for a while. Then they had that little robot that spun the wheel for a while. And then when our version came around, they had the power pad. It's for track and field. It was like $325.
0: Was it that expensive?
1: Well, it was expensive enough that me, you, and Brad had to combine all three of our Christmases to get it. Uh, or yeah, me, you, true. and Lisa. No, I think it was me, you, and Brad.
0: Yeah, me, you, and Brad.
1: So, yeah, so we all took our, each had a budget of $100, and so we all had to combine it. So, we got the Super Nintendo. What did Nintendo. we get out
0: of that 300 something bucks? A whole lot of this.
1: We got a Super <laughs> Nintendo, yeah, two controllers, a power pad super mario brothers duck hunt and the um olympic game that you use where you're running and jumping and skipping and hopping Mm -hmm. on the power pad so that's all we got anyhow real quick back to dave and busters fast forward back to 2021 sariana wasn't that hungry and so she's like hey i want to get some macaroni and cheese sure i'm gonna get the hamburger carrie got a pasta thing sariana just wanted macaroni and cheese Now, usually when you go to a sit down restaurant and you order macaroni and cheese, you get like the fancy shells and cheese with the white cheese, you know, the white cheddar cheese melted on it. You know, it's, it looks a little off, off putting, but it's super good. You know what I'm talking about? Like the Mm -hmm. designer macaroni and cheese. Yes. Sometimes it looks like it's gonna be dry, but it's fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. I am not shitting you, Gordon. They brought her on a plate, a, a square bowl plate. This was, without a doubt, Kraft macaroni and cheese poured out of a fucking box. And it had the, the, the glow to it, too? The the noodles were exactly the same gauge. We all know Holy a Kraft shit. macaroni and cheese pasta noodle when you see it. It's like, what, a, yeah. a 14-gauge fucking... The cheese... It, it was... And she said it, it literally. They basically boiled... They boiled. Did you all ask? No. Did you ask
0: the question, hey, man, is this Kraft macaroni and cheese? I just, just I shoot it
1: straight with me. I should have took a picture of it. It was straight up unbranded brown box macaroni it was craft macaroni and cheese or probably even something they picked up at audi's if it gets like that orange hue to it yeah uh, granted like seven dollars but once again when you're at a sit-down restaurant that's serving steak and i think crab or lobster what no i think a steak and like crab or anyhow they usually bring you a the fucking macaroni and cheese at panera bread is five times better than this shit and panera bread's kind of considered fast food but that's designer macaroni and cheese hey tiffany we're out of mac and cheese ah Got to go to Publix. No, don't go to Publix. Go to Sam's Club. We have a card. It's cheaper, and we need it in bulk. Okay. we Will do. You want any butter for that? So we had a good time, but I just remembered the Dave & Buster's of 1999. Lord of your Of your where it was... Back my day. We prefer young adults in here if you want to bring a kid. The place was flooded with kids. It was... Ba- Ironically, they still had no large pizzas on the menu because you know damn well they didn't want to be compared to Chuck E. Cheese. If they would have put a pizza on their menu, it would be a modern-day more successful Chuck E. Cheese. And
0: well, and that and they didn't have the puppets, right?
1: They didn't have the no, that the was Showtime.
0: Pu- oh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese had it also. They had the the, the four of them up front. Yeah, they the, still they had, had the, the puppets, and then they had the um, they had the maze underneath
1: the uh, the stage. Have you seen what they did to the Chuck E. Cheese logo? the, the mascot cartoon. I uh, probably don't want to. He looks completely different now.
0: I'm sure he does. He probably didn't age well.
1: How is PBS still considered public broadcasting? I know like they'll cut it's to the local, I know they'll cut to the, like the local affiliate over at the college and they just play. But if I went down there and said, Hey, because the whole purpose of public broadcast system, remember when we lived in Columbus? remember the local TV shows that came out of that?
0: (laughs) Well, that was cable access. That's completely different. PBS always had your, um, Sesame streets and your, your educational shows, Nova. Yeah. But sometimes at night
1: they'll cut to the college. Here's PBS over a WGFGCU, And then uh, this is brought to you by our arts department. You know, they kind of broadcast out of there and they still hold the title of public broadcast system, but it's really not public. I don't understand. I mean, I guess maybe they get some government funding.
0: Not for profit. Most of their funding comes in from viewers. Viewers like At, you. And like viewers like you. I just, just don't like know NPR. why they're still
1: able to call it public broadcast. I guess they don't. They just call it PBS. Kind of like how TLC is no Those longer the learning socialist, channel.
0: Socialist broadcast. You ain't learning shit from watching TLC. Well. Well. Yeah.
1: the News. Yeah. Oh, real quick. I know we're going a little long, but we actually have some people hanging out with us. What's going on Mike Brumley? And so I've been wanting to get my closet cleaned up for a while and I was given a dresser about three or four years ago. And this is a, like a, this isn't like the board with the, the, um, sticker on top. That looks like wood grain. This thing was a fucking wood. Even the drawers, every piece of it was solid wood. This is the type of dresser you would have to pay a lot of money for because we have so few trees that we can't make every piece of furniture out of solid wood anymore. We'd have nothing right but it was a single piece it didn't match any of my furniture i really didn't want to bastardize it by sanding it down and painting it a different color and it's been sitting in my garage we just got a hand-me-down bedroom set for nugget from a friend of mine with three matching pieces and so even though the dresser that was out there is nicer than what she got once again everything matches the headboard matches of the dressers and so i got this standalone hand-me-down dresser out in the garage and i So are you saying her bedroom now matches like a Eastern Europeans tracksuit? Yes, but think it's a hand-me-down Florida's 80s era. So it's got a lot of like gold stripes and mirrors. Instead of the three stripes? (laughs) But it's cool because um, her generation's really into 80s now that – stranger things and all that shit came out so like she's her, not into the high-waisted mom pants issue not yet but her her generation's kind of getting there so her her bedroom's gonna be super cool in another four years when 80's super high hip i mean it's already getting are you're seeing the budweiser has the 90 throwback fucking bush cans now i'm but, sorry i may sound like an ignorant asshole but i really didn't see a whole lot of good
0: styles of the i didn't 80s. either
1: I and mean, it's so funny because Carrie's an 80s fan and I'm, was a I'm a 90s fan and I'm mostly like, nothing good came out of the 80s everything goes came out of the 90s and so we we battle over that but anyhow right now the people who run the fashion industry and pop culture is getting kids in the 80s shit look at fucking Call of Duty Cold War it's all 80s you, you think the new Battlefield's gonna be the same way I don't know but anyhow so we get her new matching set I want to get my closet my closet my garage cleaned up and so I load this my- I love this fucking dresser up in my tundra by myself. Cleaning out the closet. I'm sorry. I forget the next line. Mama, clean out my closet. Never meant to make you cry. But tonight. I, I digress. So I'm driving this fucking thing around on Sunday and I go down to the Salvation Army and no goodwill. Guy comes out, says, Sorry man, I have no room on my floor for that. And it wasn't that long because I was able to put it in my bed of my tundra with the toolbox in there and put the tailgate up it was only like four feet long it's, it's not like a six foot long dresser and it had to mirror so i'm like fuck what am i going to do with this thing so i drowned down to save salvation army guy comes out now nah, we're not interested and now it's like four o'clock it's like work take it down over to the koalas or whatever so i go down there sorry we're not doing drop-offs today drive over to another place drop-offs closed at four uh, You know, a tank of gas later. I'm like, what am I going to do with this fucking thing? I didn't want to throw it on the curb. I threw, when we got Nugget's 80s furniture, 90s furniture, we threw all her mismatched crap that I had painted when she moved in, out on the curb, called Bulk Pickup. They came and picked it up. This thing's too nice. It's too quality. But at this point, I'm like, fuck it. My neighbor has some shit waiting for Bulk Pickup. (laughs) So I drive home, stop in Miller Street, drop it off on the curb, pull in my driveway. Next morning, it's G-O-N-E gone the rest of the shit's still there some smart person drove by and saw the potential in this thing that i saw all it needed was sanding down and re-clear coated it's but for some reason they didn't take the mirror the dresser so
0: just got a hold of it Yep.
1: so it's being re, it's being upcycled somewhere but i could not give this damn thing away
0: yeah i ended up uh cutting up a king size bed and taking it to the curb box so- spring and all uh, box spring and all, uh, box spring. Yes. That didn't have to cut that up. Didn't have to cut up the mattress, but I did just to keep it in a nice, nice, neat little pile.
1: The headboard I cut in half and everything else. Well, you have to, if you want it gone, that's one of the mistakes people make in my neighborhood. They'll like chop down trees and limbs and they don't cut it in a manageable pile. And it sits there for two months. I've got like three saws. Do you really? I have dad has one, but, um, I'm not sure exactly where it's at. I did get a new toolbox, but that's neither here nor there. there
0: Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy.
1: Gordon, how are you doing tonight?
0: I am doing good and probably as good as this uh, neighborhood in
1: Cape Coral, Florida. Ooh, where's that? Sounds like a real shithole.
0: Oh, it sounds fancy,
1: Cape Coral. Are we allowed to use the phrase shithole ever since Trump used that?
0: Probably not. Orange Man said it. It's bad. (sighs) And then, you know, we don't want to offend all the shitholes out there. Yeah. So check this out. There's a Florida couple that came up with a great way to meet their neighbors <laughs> after moving into their new
1: home. I pulled this during, news. I pulled this news story and I was going to read it last week, but I never got around to it. Go ahead. The,
0: the, the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. This made national news, by the way. This is off the uh, AP. This is what you call fluff piece, ladies and gentlemen. It is a fluff piece. <laughs> because, and that's what we're going to try to do this evening is fluff away. So they had offered something that, you know, just not a lot of people are offering, but they are consuming a lot of these days.
1: Hand jobs? I don't
0: know if they're consuming.
1: That's a good job, way to get know. a neighbor, at least the guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Free handies. Um, they offered free beer. Now, what beer redneck here. or college kid or working class guy or even a white collar guy wouldn't like a free beer offered by their new neighbors? So Amanda and Thomas Evans decided to move from you know the the high class town of Fort Myers to <laughs> nearby Cape Coral, just before the pandemic started last year.
1: Now I don't want to offend anybody living in Fort Myers, but I have lived in Fort Myers and I I prefer the Cape Coral. Um, it's just I'm sorry, it's just more suburban over here.
0: Well, one of these first time home buyers, a female, Amanda Evans, said, "Hey, it was a different experience. I think than most first time home buyers. Uh, they're not sure what they." They were not sure when they would get to meet their new neighbors. So uh, luckily we had a rescue dog. They were walking around the block every day. So we met some people in passing. And and as you and I have talked, having a dog is a great way to strike Mm -hmm. up social conversations. Typically you'd bring people uh, cookies or pie or invite them over for dinner. But we weren't sure about how people were feeling. According to
1: Amanda. Yeah, because you don't want to, with social distancing and people's paranoia and, you know, mm-hmm. you get to see news clips of people being accosted for not wearing a mask in public. Isn't that funny how no one ever says anything but to somebody who's 6'5 and 218 pounds? Well, we're 6'2 and mm-hmm. pounds. kind of like when anyway. I lived in California and the bag boys were on strike. And after like six months, people said, fuck it, and they crossed the line. The only people that got yelled at by the uh, protesters, ironically, were housewives. They never said anything to the dudes. And usually those protesters are actually semi-homeless people that they're just paying to be there. No, anyway, dude, these cats were like thirty and coming from Ohio in two thousand four. You know, all our baggers were like high school kids making minimum wage. Proper, yes. They had a fucking baggers union, and in two thousand and four, baggers at Publix were making twenty dollars an hour. Isn't that fucking insane? Man, sounds like you would have done better being a bagger. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be today, but anywho. So
0: they created this flyer and it said, uh, you know, free beer through some free beer signs or placed outside and, well, uh, you know, like moths to a bug zapper here comes the neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they started venturing in and it's always funny to see a sign on a table that says free beer just to get people to stop by, turn their head and drive by and say, you know, just to see what the sign said, like, Whoa. Did that just say free beer?
1: No, I wonder if it was Not Natty beer. Ice or if it was, like, high-end. Because we have a few breweries here in Cape Coral. Well, I'm
0: hoping it wasn't that or Budweiser or something. But anyway, uh, Look at they this. had a so few people do a double world.
1: take, and then that's the way they
0: got them to show up. So what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> I found Blue Moon in my, my uh, refrigerator. I refrigerator. Like Blue Moon.
0: Throw a little uh, and, orange. Carrie's yeah. like,
1: um, there's blue moon in the refrigerator. She's Like, why'd your boyfriend leave it here? She's like, yeah, but no, she found a Pinterest um recipe, uh, where we had to put pork in a slow cooker and it called for a bottle of blue moon. So she bought an entire six pack of blue moon just for dinner. Did it turn recipe. out well? Yeah, and I've actually drank the rest of the pack. I I kind of like the hint of citrus. It's got a hint of citrus. Yes, it's a white. It's a Belgian white. Anyway, um, so that's canceled. Great, we gotta I, cancel that. We need a new name for Belgian white.
0: Well, I don't know. With cancel culture, everything left in the stores is white, right? Mm,
1: yeah, but white man's bad. Mm-hmm.
0: But yet they got rid of all the ethnic.
1: Yeah, interesting, huh? I think it's backfiring on them. Anyway. Well, the big thing so now the is they're going after. This was
0: a great success, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they are the toast of the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, but now that's setting a bar that they're not going to be able to maintain. People are going to expect oh, no. them. Like, there's a community we take Nugget to to go trick-or-treating, and there's certain houses that offer up beer and wine to the parents because it's the gated community. So while the kids are getting candy, you can drink. This is the
0: kind of community where you got to have your pinky up when you drink?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I had something I was going to add to that, but uh, anyhow. I forget. People are dumb, right? No, I mean, that's a good idea, and especially down here, because it's crazy living in this area. I kind of talk to my neighbors here and there. But if you're new to Cape Coral or Southwest Florida mm-hmm. and you don't talk to your neighbors, never, don't fret. Hurricane season's coming. We'll get to Once you lose day. power and water for like three or four days, you'll start talking to your neighbors. <laughs> you'll start right? bitching to each other about how the power company sucks. When we lost power and water for 16 days, I talked to everybody on the block for the first time ever. Not only were you talking about how rough things are, but,
0: hey wasn't one of your neighbors a sheriff
1: yeah he's done on the other that's
0: how you uh got on the list of the guy to talk to
1: no i don't don't know Hmm. i think it got me on the list of the guy i talked to is after day 16 i went on the radio and started bitching i said all you gotta do is come here and disconnect this pole from the broken one and then the way the line runs in the neighborhood you'll be able to provide power to three streets except for two houses and a guy caught up who was listening. Fuck said, you. That's one of my two houses. Nope. Guy caught up who worked for the power company, said, I'm in my truck. What's your address? And he went over there. And that's when my neighbors found out I worked in radio. They never knew and that's before. We say, and Bob's your uncle. And that's never how I got a generator. After day seven, one of our listeners got his power back and he let me borrow his generator for the next 10 days. That's awesome. And it, it was strong enough to run a little swamp cooler that got our living room down to a cool 89 degrees. There you go. A nice frosty eighty nine. Yep. So uh, this
0: this guy who probably should be removed from the gene pool was arrested after uh, taking, deciding to take his daughter into a zoo elephant habitat. Well,
1: I haven't been to a zoo. Well, the last time I went to a zoo was the Naples Zoo, and they pretty much wanted us to leave. <laughs> that was the last time I've gotten chastised by a grown ass woman and talked down. It wasn't like
0: with a, a gang of people from a. Radio station, was it? Yeah.
1: And before they let us in, they literally berated us and talked down to us. And I had never been talked down by a complete stranger at the time, but I don't want to go there. But most zoos have some sort of trench, um, a high fence. How does yeah, one get a into an effort, elephant right? habitat with their children? I
0: don't know how they got in there, but this was in the San Diego Zoo, which I have been to, uh, which is a very, very nice zoo. But a father has been arrested on suspicion of child endangerment after only suspicion. Hey, man, after I he, was just
1: trying to show him good time. What are you, some sort of pussy?
0: Carried his two-year-old daughter into the elephant habitat at the San Diego Zoo. And why would he do this?
1: Because, man. Why
0: does anybody go into, like, say Yellowstone, get up next
1: to the bison? Listen. Why? Listen, hmm? I'm starting to trend on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, shit. My daughter has a stuffy of an elephant. favorite stuffy in the world. So we thought, how a better way to get viral— than to take my cute little two year old with her little stuffy squeak 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 and put her in front of a real elephant, capture that selfie and that quick one minute TikTok video, and Bob's uncle. Yeah, something along those lines. But
0: yeah, to take photograph with the animals, the man decided to bypass not one, not two, but multiple barriers, and purposely they're and merely suggestions. Trespassed.
1: Hey, hey, hold on, wait a minute, time up, stop anything worries. we know is walls don't work they're merely a suggestion and no one has the right to own an animal property you know, rights don't exist it's a free country the laws don't apply to me what's that term i'm a uh what's that the crazy people who think laws don't apply to them um who, who live in their own country yeah they're
0: a citizen of their own country yep. yeah yeah
1: those crazy nuts
0: we'll just call them crackpots i'm a crackpot yeah, i'm a all crackpot right. yeah well you know it's kind of interesting that all of a sudden you know that these walls don't work all of a sudden the current administration says no more coming here but um
1: did you see their idea how, did you hear how they're uh, trying to stem the um attempts to get into the country i have not they're they're spending a million dollars on facebook ads running ads in, down in South America and below the equator on their Facebook. Right, quick
0: question. If
1: the previous administration would have spent money on those ads, would they have come up with a fact check? Probably. But long story short, they're basically buying television and YouTube and Facebook ads, telling people not to come here. That's their fix. Social media ads. Instead of walls, we'll just go straight to social media. Maybe
0: they're on to something. Anyway, so the witness provided video to nbc san diego shows a man dropping the child as they flee the enclosure fucking i'm out
1: (laughs) did he at least have one of those kid bungee cords on as a
0: trumpeting elephant charged him jesus christ man then picked up the toddler and was able to get her to safety how old do you think this guy was
1: (laughs) okay first off the kid had one of those bungee cords it probably had two gopro strapped to its head (laughs) Or a YouTube Well, if you hear the that. age of
0: the guy, you may think so. Remember how twenty nine. No, remember what we said. How eight, how old a, g- a guy was before their their brain's done growing and gets hardwired.
1: Oh, um, tw- um, they used to say never trust anybody under the age of thirty. So I'm going to say 24. 25 year old man wanted to take a photo of the African bull element,
0: element elephant. So San Diego elephant. Uh, <sighs> Jail records shows that one Jose Manuel Navarrete was being held on $100,000 bail for the investigation of child endangerment. And uh, he will be arranged March 30th.
1: I was listening to an interview with Jeremy Piven last week. Mm-hmm. And the host brought up a very good point. Actually, the co-host did. People are trying to say that we are living in idiocracy now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we're living in PCU, mm-hmm. and he even said that there's that movie's not on any platforms. It's very hard to find. Really? Yeah. If you young cats have never seen PCU...
0: Better check it out.
1: PC is in political correctness. U is in university. This came out in the late 90s, and it's basically predicting what we're dealing with now with cancel culture.
0: And it was as a lampoon.
1: Yeah. And there's a group as- in there called the Causeheads. they they, they'll find any cause and protest it. And actually in a song that I wrote called truth be told back in 1999 with the band Snowblind, I actually make a reference to the cause heads in my lyrics and they literally will, they'll find the cause of the day and go out and protest. And this thing was 23 years.
0: It's on the menu.
1: This, this was 23 years ahead of its time. So if you haven't seen PCU, definitely put that on your, I, I missed the days where I had like, I was diehard movie guy. Mm-hmm. I completely fell off. I don't know what did it, but I, I fell off. And i uh, be quite honest. I've only
0: got two reasonable stories to talk about. And that was it.
1: Because oh, I here are the awesome full news. movies on YouTube. A Dumpster fire. What's Except that for this one poor
0: gentleman? Okay. Kansas city man. A Kansas man is ordered to remove a giant chief's mural from the side of his house. A giant what mural? Chiefs, as in like the Kansas, Kansas City, city
1: Chiefs? Chiefs. Why?
0: Well, I'm not really sure, but if I, in the day they, of they cancel culture, I think there has a lot to do with it. A Kansas man who turned his love for the Kansas City Chiefs into a giant mural on the side of his house said the city has ordered him to take it down. Chris Chancey said he spent 60 hours painting this mural of Chiefs players Patrick Mahomes, Eric Fisher, and... And Michelle Mitchell Schwartz, not Michelle, on the side of his Kansas City home to commemorate the team's 2020 Super Bowl
1: victory. No, they haven't changed the name. The Washington Redskins changed their names. Kansas City has according, not. According to Mr. Chansey, we don't have an
0: HOA here. We don't have any restrictions that I know of. I just thought I'd going to paint my house and let's have some fun with it. I can understand
1: if he's in Denver,
0: <laughs> it's their local team. <laughs> chancy uh said oh, i'm sorry he he's in missouri it don't count uh, nope yeah well he's in kansas uh chancy said he received a, a letter from the city giving him until march the 31st to remove the mural letter told chancy that mural signs are not allowed in an area zoned as residential so that's what they're hanging their hat on escalating of penalties from 100 to 1500 dollars will be uh Will happen, and they went as far to say that they could take a lien
1: against his property. It's so insane how these city officials take everything so personally. Like, there's a, a restaurant in, um, oh shit, where's California? They film on the TV, um, Burbank. Yeah. During the shutdown, this particular restaurant didn't close, right? Mm-hmm. They stayed open. Right. And now Burbank has allowed restaurants to open, but they want this, they're trying to force this one to close because he made them look bad. They went as far as turning off the power to his building. Yeah, that's called government fucking overreach. So he went out and got generators and then they said, "Fine, we're going to come padlock your doors." Now, keep in mind, they told all the restu- other restaurants you can open, but this You're one guy, court. this one guy who refused to close during the closing, now they're like it's they're like the city council taking them personally. So they they shut the power off to his facility so he you got generators jerk, you made us look like fools so they anyway they threatened to padlock his door so he just took the doors off the fucking place this shit is so insane it's pcu yeah
0: i think uh, i think down, uh, but i got I think something that- to say to you
1: here's the trailer for pcu what are you
0: a narc?
2: No, no, I'm I'm a pre-fresh. Emissions arranged for me to uh, spend the night at your frat. Here's all you need to know. Classes, nothing before eleven. Beer, it's your best friend. You drink a lot of it. Women, you're freshmen, so it's pretty much out of the question. It's a whole new ball game on campus these days, and they call it PC.
0: Politically correct. What
2: do we eat? Red meat. What happened to the ozone layer? It was last week. Well, now it's meat. Let's do lunch.
1: The third meat on all the vegans. The Port Chester
0: sports program, Tom. Hippie Olympics. Hey, it's the 90s. We'll take what we can get. Gays in the military now. Free Nelson Mandela. They tried him already. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to revive an ancient tradition we seem to have long forgotten. You guys are talking about a party. Meet Dave and Daver on beer. This is kind of like a
1: 1994 version of Animal House with political correctness added in
2: the thesis,
1: buzzhead. trips over the power circuit, turns off everybody's computers. What? Am I
2: okay on that side?
1: But yeah, if you want to see what it's like on college nowadays, this movie actually came out in 1994. PCU features David Spade, Jeremy Piven, and a handful of other people that you're going to be familiar with. Such a great movie, and it is oh, the, the the entire movie is on YouTube.
0: Well, let me wrap up this story in the news. So Mr. Chris Chancey said he was going to paint over the mural, but a friend suggested a different idea. I had a friend who's been uh, in my ear telling me that he wants it as in the mural. He wants to buy it. He wants to steal it off my house. I called him this morning. I said, you got 13 days. City told me I got to get rid of it in 13 days. So you got 13 days. And he said, he'll send a crew out here next week. Is it on vinyl siding? I'm guessing so. The uh, city responded to the, the controversy. Fans can all agree, Chiefs mural is awesome. Unfortunately, murals, including awesome ones like this, are not allowed in residential or R one areas per city's code of ordinance. And uh, don't know what happened. The story kind of falls off after that, but it makes you wonder if his friend actually got a hold of the mural and now he's got to recite his house. Oh uh,
1: yeah, I'm trying to find a picture of the house. Of course, it comes up with that one with the nutball painted his mansion, Kansas. Kansas City Chief's mural on house. Kansas City Chief, okay. Here we go. Oh, diddly-dee, diddly-dee. Where's the picture of the damn house? I just want to see if it's vinyl siding or stucco. It would have to be vinyl siding, right? Because if a stucco it would all fall apart. Unless they're Not li- necessarily. Literally stucco gonna come. doesn't fall apart. That's what my house is made out of. It, it does when you take it off, though. What are you going to do? Put a spatula behind it? How do you get stucco off a wall in one piece? Yeah. I can't find the photo because I can't spell mural. <laughs> <laughs> how about painting? You know how many quality tweets in the past I had to pass a because I couldn't spell a word. Up oh, there it is.
0: Actually, the house is a wood-sided home.
1: So they they're take the, the mural off. itself
0: is framed.
1: Hmm. So I wonder if it's on a back. Well, it's
0: framed around it, but it is a wood sided. It is wood. It is painted on the wood siding. So okay, so
1: that would be easy to take off like vinyl siding and come off. In yeah, pallets. it's a little tongue and groove that he got to remove and then just then patch it. Just get there. a little post a note with some numbers on it and number them. <laughs> if if anybody's like me and watched a few episodes of Barnwood Builders, we know how to take some shit down and put it back together. There you go. So is that it for your news?
0: That is all I have for the news. <laughs> <of> the <show. laughs>
1: Wrong one. I forgot about that. what the hell that's Carrie every time once in a while when she's doing voiceover work she'll get frustrated and I'll capture little things like that There's, (laughs) which is always at the end of our YouTube videos there's this one (laughs) and then she was joking around and I caught it it was and now breaking news (laughs) (laughs) and now she shakes her head every time she hears it Oh, this she, concludes the evening news, she and now back the, to the Act Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. <laughs> she cringes at the end of every YouTube video when I do that. <laughs> it just shows pure joy. Well, there's nothing better than I. I the reason I put this one at the end of our YouTube videos. I had Nugget coming here reading some stuff, and she, I love this one. This has been a Digital Four Ten production. She <laughs> said in a way as if this piece of shit. This has been a product of initial 410 production. This is what I'm reading. I don't get paid enough for this. Yeah, there's an inflection. She's like, this has been the, yeah, I love, I so love that one. This has been a digital 410 production? <laughs> <laughs> no question mark on the up, end of it. But that's why I use that at the end of all our YouTube videos and all that. And speaking of which, this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to you by our friends at At Computers. I tried right, At Computers has providing IT solutions with all Southwest Florida since 2004 you need computer work, anything that good stuff, network expansion, video card installation, uh, video camera installation, server mounting, what have you. Give them a call, 239-283-1120 or go to act-capecoral.com and even if you don't live in Southwest Florida and you have some computer repair you need fixed, as long as you have internet access, they can help you with your assistance by a, uh, a remote connection through their website. So give them a call 239 283 1120. And if you haven't done so, head over to act-cape not act Coral, but d-410.com. Click on that Patreon link, sign up for Patreon. You can also find all of our social media accounts. Gordon, you got anything else going on? That's it, man time to call it a night. And we'll see you all next week. Do, And this is when I do this. Nope. This is when I do this. Nope. Test pattern. And then this is a little behind the scenes. And then I do. See, now I have too many boards up. <laughs> I'm trying to end the show, but I can't end the show because I need a producer. Never and then I just go. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>